0: Somewhere in northeast Indiana Mike Davidson lives and now your host of the podcast Mike Davidson I'm so easily distracted I mean if if I've got like four or five thoughts in my head you're you're darn teed. I've probably forgotten two or three thoughts I'm supposed to have well, hell yes Mr. Rob Roop thank you very much it's me Mike Mike Davidson lives that's the name of the podcast thanks for hanging out with me for the next half hour thank you for downloading Glad to have you aboard. What I forgot going into last podcast was it was the podcast before Veterans Day. Veterans Day being Saturday, recording this late Sunday into a Monday, so belated happy Veterans Day to all United States military personnel that served. Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, you know it. Thank you for keeping us safe, fighting for us. Uh, Of course, every day should be Veterans Day in that we're grateful for the fact that we have the freedoms to do what we do because of these fine men and women thank you thank you very much um so veterans day officially has passed um but uh, that brings us to our next holiday thanksgiving and i don't plan on doing a whole hell of a lot thanksgiving week because it's thanksgiving and i want to be a glutton So. Uh what's going to happen is I am going to get uh, my sisters to join me. We're going to pre-record this. It will drop Thanksgiving weekend, but uh, we're going to do a special Thanksgiving episode where I talk with family. Uh, and this will be nice because I won't see them for another few weeks until after Thanksgiving. Like uh, they're coming up from Florida in December. I'll hang with them then. And uh, they're doing some Christmas shopping right now for the kids, which uh, I look forward to because th- those are future toys that I'm probably going to step on and injure myself with. Uh, by the way, yeah, I, I mentioned it earlier. I think I think it was last podcast or maybe the podcast before that. How like it's been dry, not too cool, not too warm here in Indiana. Um, but uh, Thanksgiving, without fail. There'll come a storm that throws all of the uh, airports here stateside into tumult. Absolute chaos. Um, And uh, I saw this uh, kind of hinted at uh, just earlier this afternoon, New York Times. Uh, Keep in mind that uh, Thanksgiving is 10 days out. So forecasts can change. And this was very vague. but They were talking about the the potential of some rainstorms. from the Plains into the South, maybe some snow out West. Dun, dun, dun. So watch out because if you're not careful, even if you are hosting Thanksgiving this year, you'll be sleeping in an airport. You'll wake up and you'll just be right there by the uh, luggage return. Okay, important uh, question here, uh, because the wife and I were out shopping earlier this evening out the store, uh, Meyer here in Fort Wayne. And uh, they do have the Christmas decor up, all the uh, holiday stuff, you know, getting people ready for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and the whole nine. You know, there's been so much debate as to whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Because, I mean, it happens Christmas Eve at an office Christmas party. And by the way, what business hosts an office Christmas party on Christmas Eve like, who in the hell wants to hang out with coworkers workers on uh, the night before a major holiday, right? <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting too specific here. It's a movie. It's an action movie. But, I mean, it, w- with that, I mean, anything with Christmas in it can be a Christmas movie, technically. It doesn't have to be It's a Wonderful Life or a Christmas Story. It could be Die Hard or Lethal Weapon. Uh, I asked this because we were at Meijer. I walked by the uh, DVD display for... Holiday Favorites. And you know, you have your typical elf, Christmas story, all those all those Christmas specials and movies. Its own slot in this display, I shit you not, Cocaine Bear, which came out earlier this year. And there are some other new releases too, but this was a, a box that said Holiday Favorites. And there's Cocaine Bear with its own little slot. Um... I don't know. I mean, is it? I I didn't see it. I don't plan on seeing it. I know that there's snow in the movie. um, You know, and bears uh, do appear occasionally in Christmas specials. But let's not forget about that snow in Cocaine Bear. You know what I mean? Maybe that's why it is what it is. Uh, Okay, so I finished up the uh, uh, Take the... or Leave the Gun, Take the Cannoli, the uh, book by Mark Seal about the making of The Godfather. wife checked it out for me from the library here locally excellent book um, and it's just it's stunning to me how we just take for granted that this movie exists because it's in pretty much every critics top 10 uh, it's in uh, quite a few top fives top threes it's some people might even consider it the greatest movie ever made and it's amazing because Mario Puzo was a struggling writer with gambling debts uh, Francis Ford Coppola always seems like he's just three breaths away from his next nervous breakdown Marlon Brando was a washed-up car- uh, uh, method actor with a series of bombs to his name before taking this role. Nobody knew who the hell Al Pacino was, and very few people wanted him in the lead role, or uh, what would become the lead role. Paramount st- uh, Studios was struggling, but somehow it all just came together, and you have this classic film, and it's it, it makes me love the movie even more. It, the reason she checked it out is because like, uh, there's a book, uh, miniseries on Paramount Plus called The Offer, which is entertaining, but uh, very, very, very fictionalized. A lot of, yeah, they, they, they take a lot of cinematic liberties with that TV show. I mean, there's hints of the truth in it, uh, but the book kind of lays it out uh, a little more realistically. Uh, but it, the book does make you love the movie a whole a hell of a lot better if you didn't think you could love it anymore. It does that, and uh, the chapter with James Cohn in it, funny as hell. I, you know, and I remember the first time I saw The Godfather. Um, I was like fourteen or fifteen. Keep bet. Keep in mind, this came out in '72. I was born '80, so the first time I saw this was like '94, uh, '95. And I just remember uh, right after Michael Corleone gets his jaw broke at the hospital, and he's uh, with his brother and. Um, everybody else, and that slow camera zoom on him, where he lays out how they should take care of the corrupt police chief and uh, the Turk, and that was basically when we finally got to meet and know the real Michael Corleone. I didn't understand it at the time, but I just, I knew it was a powerful scene, I knew it was a great scene, and, you know, after reading this book, I mean, it just makes me want to go back and watch everything, but I will, because as you know, The Godfather is a Thanksgiving movie, it's all about all about family. Okay. Um, I want to talk a little bit about college football here. I had some NFL stuff here, but the NFL is pretty bad this year. But Jim Harbaugh, the uh, has there ever been a college coach suspended twice in a single season? I mean, he, first he had the recruiting thing uh, before the Big Ten season started. Now, uh, just, uh, just ahead of uh, trying to get in the national championship playoff. You know, he's he's suspended for three games for uh, sign stealing. And, you know, it, it's it's kind of weird because, like, everybody's saying it's a big deal or it's not a big deal. Um, you know, and I'm sure a lot of coaches do this. I'm not justifying it, but it seems like, hey, if you broke a rule and you got caught, you, you kind of have to live with the mistake. But it does kind of. Make him getting suspended the first time makes sense because what was it? He took a few guys out for cheeseburgers and it was like a recruiting violation, and he started freaking out, and they they had to tell him, "Hey, no, Jim, you'll be fine. You're just gonna miss the you know the first three gimme games of the season. Don't you don't need to start going. Should I go to the NFL? Should I not go to the NFL? Like you usually do when you know shit like this happens, and it just didn't make any sense because like okay yeah. uh, It seems weird for him to freak out about that, even if it is a rule violation because of these new NIL rules. It's like, and more on that here in just a second. But now, now that he's been suspended for sign stealing, it kind of makes sense because maybe he thought these, uh, these allegations would lead to him getting caught here. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I, I, I did a minor thing, but uh, I also did something a little more major, and I don't want to find out what. Uh, I don't want anybody to find out what I did. That's what it's getting at. So, uh, first game uh, he served was Saturday, and they Michigan ends up beating Penn State. They got two more games. Big one around the corner, though. Thanksgiving weekend is Ohio State. It'll be in Ann Arbor. Don't know how that's going to go. Uh, but uh, I, I tell you what, things are always interesting when Jim Harbaugh is involved because he's just a strange, uptight guy. Fascinating to watch. He wins wherever he goes, but damn, just crazy. All right, uh, the Colorado Buffaloes are getting buffaloed here. Uh, you know, first two games out the gate, everybody thought, okay, these guys are world beaters, and it looked like that for a bit. But then, uh, you know, Dion kind of wore on some people, and then uh, lo and behold. They're getting their asses kicked. And, um, you know, there's no bigger opponent that has beaten the Colorado Buffalo than uh, the campus police of Colorado. Because apparently, uh, Shadur Sanders, the son of Dion, primetime, the quarterback, uh, has gotten his car booted by campus police for unpaid parking tickets. Kid is driving... A Rolls Royce Phantom. Oh God, yeah. These nil things. Yeah. Okay, his dad is Dion. Got that. But your quarterback is driving a Rolls Royce. A college kid is driving a Rolls Royce. My roommate Jared Nissen back in college drove a Nissan, and we always said, "Hey, you know, Nissen's got a Nissan." There's an old beat up Nissan. Like, everybody I knew had beat-up cars. I didn't have a car. This kid's got a Rolls-Royce Phantom. And now that it's booted, there's no possible way he can go to a bowl game because it doesn't look like Colorado's going to win its way into a bowl game this season. There's nothing corrupt about this at all. No. Dude's got... Yeah. And it's not just the players gaming the system. I, you know, the coaches have been at it for a long time, too. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, you know, I, you know Texas A&M won uh, this past weekend, but even though they won, they're, they've been mediocre ever since he's taken over. He got fired this weekend, and uh, he signed up for a big-time contract with Texas A&M, uh, so much so that he got fired and he is begrudgingly taking the $75 million payout. Lord Almighty, I hope he can heal from this experience. $75 million bombing out. This dude took uh, Florida State, was it back in 2014? Florida State to a, to a national championship. He won there. And then decided, okay, I'm going to go to Texas A&M. I don't know why you would leave Florida State. I You know... If you got a good thing going, you'd want to stay there, right? I mean, yeah, there's the money, but you already got things set up. I mean, Georgia's got a thing going. Um, Nick Saban in Alabama has got a thing going. I mean, I know that uh, what Alabama's like eighth, seventh, or eighth right now nationally. They got that one loss. No, they're struggling. Um, (laughs) But if if you set up a decent thing at a school, you should keep that thing going. I just don't understand. Aside from the cash, because eventually they're going to figure out that you don't have the same things, you don't bring the same thing that you're doing at the previous school. But uh, Jimbo getting seventy-five million dollars for not doing much at Texas A&M. This is a great country, even if Megan Rapinoe doesn't think it is. Uh, she played her last soccer game, I think, Saturday night. And I think it was nationally televised, but nobody knew because everybody was watching college football. Um, she played it in six minutes of the game. Apparently she tore her ACL or her Achilles. She tore something in her leg. She couldn't finish. And it's, it's um, kind of telling as to who she really is, uh, what she said after that. Uh, the the post-game. They're asking her about uh, her Achilles or whatever. And she goes, quote, I'm not a religious person or anything, and if there was a God, this is proof that there isn't. If there is a God, there isn't. This is effed up. It's just effed up. Six minutes in and I eat my Achilles, end quote. And if there was a God, proof that there isn't. Okay, right. I mean, she's 38 years old. Um, and it's not often an athlete, male or female uh, plays that long in any given sport. Not everybody's Tom Brady, not everybody's LeBron James, but she's had a long run. she's had some success even uh, even if her political stances are all you know stupid. Uh, but here she is. she's had all the success and yeah, it sucks when the last game you're playing you get an injury. But you think she'd be a little more you know, graceful about it. Like, yeah, I, it's too bad I couldn't finish the game, but uh, you know, I love everybody out there. Thanks for the opportunity, blah, blah, blah. No, she's using this opportunity to basically say, hey, uh, you know, if you're a Christian or a Jew or, or whatever, if you have a religious belief, it's bullshit because um, I hurt myself. I got hurt. There is no God because I couldn't finish kicking the soccer ball. I mean it just it, it just sounds like she's got this chip on her shoulder and no amount of success is ever going to fill that void. And and she's not the only person to have that in the limelight, you know? And and that's kind of sad. I mean, what's she going to be like when the the cameras kind of drift away from her and find the next uh, political activist athlete? Cuz I ca- I can't believe they're going to be, you know, trained on her for the rest of her life. I just don't see it. All right, Marvel's bombed. Uh, Marvel Studios, the Marvels, with Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel and uh, Photon Marvel, and uh, basically, you know, the trilogy, A Trinity of Marvels. One movie bombed over the weekend. Um, They're projecting it initially to only make 60 something million dollars. It made 47 million. So it underperformed the underperformed expectation marvel is struggling it's not looking good for the franchise overall and you know that they're desperately trying to scrounge up somebody to get uh, robert downey jr and uh, chris chris evans back because brie larson just isn't cutting it um you know and, and i think you know yes the political correctness of uh and, and the, the the wokeness that uh, disney has embraced has played some part in it but you know, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, that was uh, very successful because it was going into uh, in uh, the Infinity War. It was going into the finale of the MCU phases one, two, three, four. 2, 3, 4. That was going to be a big payoff, and everybody was like, okay, who's this Captain Marvel person? Well, now that you don't have uh, some major villain like Thanos around the corner... I don't think they can be bothered. And the fact that uh, two of the three uh, characters she's sharing the line light with are from Disney Plus series that uh, very few people saw. There's just not much enticement. And Disney Plus, again, watering down the product. Streaming, watering down the product. Uh, So, you know, getting the politics and getting into streaming, not helping out a major Hollywood studio and i don't know if uh, the mcu can recover don't know i would like it to but then again i'm just being nostalgic for the movies that came before it and uh you know well it's like when you get nostalgic and reboots and how things just don't meet expectation actor strike over uh, i kind of looked over some of the details as i promised um Streaming. Yeah, the now they wanted it. Um, the actors wanted residuals, like they wanted a percentage of the residuals. Um, and I got, I think they got some of it, but uh, when it comes to streaming, uh, there will be bonuses with casts if uh, this is a novel concept. If there are a lot of eyeballs checking out the series, so if you if you get a lot of viewers. You'll get more money. That's a crazy-ass concept. almost sounds like uh, capitalism a little bit. Um, But uh, that's going to be kind of called into question because nowadays, you know, you you have all these um, streaming platforms trying to, you know, drum up how big their streaming numbers are or, you know, hiding them, trying to make them look impressive, whereas, you know, as it was mentioned in this uh, AP article wall street's looking at the profit and there is no, very little if no profit with a lot of these streamers i mean i just saw that peacock uh lost money this past summer and they consider it good like they didn't lose as much money so it was a lot better than we thought you still lost money so i don't think anything's really been resolved um all i can say is like uh with the, with the strike over, they're going to be looking to do fewer movies uh, that are exclusive to streaming platforms and fewer TV shows uh, exclusive to streaming platforms because they, they're going to cut down on content and uh, they don't want to spread the wealth too much, these streamers. Makes sense. And because of the fact that streaming's not making any money. <laughs> so that too makes sense. Um, but it got me thinking... Because we're talking about TV shows and we're talking about movies, and uh, I, I really didn't find anything on this. But so this is just kind of uh, from the hip, strange-ass conspiracy theory. And I know I've said I'm not a conspiracy theorist mostly, but uh, commercials—you know—they they use actors and everything. Um, and one of the big sticking points. Uh, For the strike with uh, both writers and actors has been AI and then they put in these uh, these uh, safeguards these uh, things in place to keep from uh, having AI use actors likenesses in product placements that uh, the actors don't you know endorse Which I get Um, and of course using AI to write scripts, but that doesn't mean that uh, AI won't be used in commercials I just saw what was this from Japan this uh, commercial promoting a tea and they used a completely AI generated actress like this person does not exist doesn't look like anybody in particular just kind of a generic looking face uh, and again this is a Japanese tea commercial and it, it's kinda causing a stir and it got me thinking well you know if you've got uh, these unions these actors unions pushing back on using AI what's to keep businesses major companies from using AI and just generating generic faces because it'd be cheaper than paying an actor and actress but you have to also keep in consideration that uh, a lot of the actors and actresses you see on television and movies today got their start in commercials so, if you start cutting down the pipeline, so to speak, uh, the access into pop culture that a lot of actors and actresses have had, like with commercials, pretty soon, I mean, AI will work its way in to television and movies because the talent pool is not there. It's not going to be tomorrow, but it's going to happen eventually. Kind of depressing to think about it. Um, but I, I saw that kind of in, in conjecture with this strike and I said to myself, eventually they're going to use this as a ploy to kind of weed out the need to pay actors and actresses down the way. Okay. Megan Fox has a new book out and I know I was stunned too. She can read. Uh, It's called Pretty Boys Are Poisonous. It's another uh, prominent female in pop culture, speaking your truth, a la Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, who didn't have the book sales, and Britney Spears, who did have the book sales. I don't know how this is going to go for Megan. Eh, I really don't care. Um, But what I found telling uh, was uh, in an interview she was talking about how she wasn't trying to get any of her exes canceled. She's just writing about her toxic relationship with some of these guys. And she was married for a time to uh, television actor Brian Austin Green, who I'm pretty sure is just delighted that she is writing a book that's in all likelihood mentioning him. Yeah, she's not trying to get them canceled, but if uh, you know, people want to cancel them for being you know a douchebag according to her, uh, who cares, right? Right, okay. It's interesting, though, like, These book tours, I I don't think Britney Spears has really done uh, any television interviews. Uh, But Jada Pinkett Smith, and then you have now Megan Fox doing this. You know, this is supposed to be kind of like news, air quote news. Um, But I mean, it's all in the pipeline. You know, you, you schedule, you book these interviews. And, oh, you have a new book from this publishing company that may or may not be tied to this very network through some sort of deliance. Oh, what a weird coincidence. Let's talk about it. It's manufactured news. A lot of people that watch these uh, Good Morning America type of TV shows really don't think of it that way, though. It's it's just news. Oh, this actor is alive. This actress is alive. They wrote a book. Whoop-de-doo. Um... Yeah, a lot of weird ways to promote things. Jared Leto, for instance, uh, last week, I think this was was this Thursday, scaled the Empire State Building in New York City to promote uh, 30 Seconds to Mars' new album coming out. Yeah, that's that's an interesting way to market an album. Jared Leto there. You know, it might have been a safer uh, thing to do to promote your music, Jared. I uh, did an NFL tight end. Yeah, less death involved. It would get people talking. Oh, did you hear that Jared Leto's dating a football player? <laughs> of course, Jared Leto's kind of a weird actor anyway. I don't know if he knows that football is a thing. And he's an American guy, I think. I think he's from this planet. I'm not sure. No one knows. Uh, okay. Uh, in San Francisco, they finally took care of the homeless problem. <laughs> well, at least for a week. Uh, the president, G from China will be visiting. And see all it took was a communist to come to San Francisco for them to get their uh, their S right. Um you yeah, I, I mentioned that uh before in an online form that San Francisco couldn't get rid of the homeless and by what I meant was like, you know, enforce laws are in the books, arrest people violating those laws. Break up things. I wasn't doing like this uh, Germany 1936 thing, but a lot of people thought it was. No one's uh, no one's accusing anybody in San Francisco of this. No, it's just uh, we we gotta look nice for for the communists coming to San Francisco. <laughs> uh, um, they probably just bust them all to Oakland, right? No, nobody's visiting Oakland for this uh, for this go around. Least I don't know of. Okay, uh, controversy in Australia. First of all, Kmart still exists. That in itself not controversial. Um, but you know, ginning up for the holidays. You know, you 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 do all sorts of crazy things. And I guess they have like a ham sack. You know, a sack to put your ham, your Christmas ham in. And uh, you know, kind of they were trying to get cute. And uh, stitched on this ham bag was Mary. Hamas. Not, not like ass but if you pronounce it real fast it's almost Mary Hamas ha- Hamas no boo and I know that they didn't plan it that way and they they regret everything so they're taking it off the shelves and uh, tinkering with things you know they probably could have avoided a lot of this trouble if instead of saying Mary Hamas, uh just uh, seasons porkings. Yeah, everybody enjoys a good porking, especially during the holidays. It's a gift that keeps on giving. But yeah, Kmart's still down in Australia. I mean, they couldn't survive here, but uh, Kmart can survive on a continent full of crocodiles, poisonous snakes, and uh, dingoes. More power to them. Toy Hall of Fame has announced its uh, induction class for those looking to do some shopping, holiday shopping. Uh, the Fisher-Price corn popper. You know that little rolly thing with the balls that pop, 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 pop. Yeah, we got one. Uh, and uh, I, I'm hoping to God Logan can outgrow that someday. Um, it, it made the Hall of Fame. Cabbage Patch Kids. This year's class. I thought they were already in because cab, you know, to me that's a quintessential toy. That is, That seems like something that should have been earlier. Nerf. The Nerf Ball. Nerf uh, Nerf foam, you would think that Nerf already in the Toy Hall of Fame. No. So, k- kudos to them. This one's a strange one, though. And I'm not knocking the concept because I used to collect these, but baseball cards are considered a toy, and they're going into the to- Toy Hall of Fame. See, I'm, I'm not really sure about that one. I mean, I used to have a whole bunch of them, but, I mean... It's not like you can really play with baseball cards. Corn popper, like, my, my boy will not stop playing with it. Uh, cabbage patch kid, I mean, you can take it out of the box, hold it, love it, and, you know, you know treat it like a baby. Uh, Nerf, I mean, it's a ball. It's a foam bat. It's whatever. It's, it's sports equipment that's soft. It mostly doesn't hurt. Baseball cards, uh, it, it, those are things that grown men fight over in the aisles at Walmart. Um, I mean, you know, I guess you know, you could put in the sp- like old baseball cards you could put in the spokes of bicycles and make that really cool th- 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 sound like back in the fifties and sixties. But that's not really playing. My dad had a b- bunch of baseball cards. I think he had Pete Rose rookie card and then he gave them to his brother Jimmy and uh, whew, they were gone. He kind of regrets that, but uh, yeah, baseball cards are more of like. Uh, a false investment. You think you're going to get rich off of them and you, they just take up space. Um, Chuck E. Cheese getting rid of its animatronic band, except in one location out in California. They're going to do away with the uh, uh, the Nightmare Robot Band because they want to make way for more technological, kid-friendly things. What they need is an animatronic bouncer because, again, the adults are just as bad there as they are Fighting over baseball cards in a Walmart aisle. Yeah, they're getting rid of the band. That's the problem, not the shitty food. And uh, speaking of shitty food, this sounds disgusting, but it may uh, coincidentally a lot better than anything that Chuck E. Cheese is serving in Hong Kong. Pizza Hut serving up snake meat pizza. Yummy. Yeah, snake lovers pizza. That's what that. That's what I would call it. Could you imagine, like the night before Thanksgiving? Uh, you know, because that's the night you know you stay the hell out of the kitchen and you're you're ordering out. What do you what do you want? I want some snake lovers pizza, Mom. You you sure as hell would not be eating at the dinner table the next night. With that all said and done. I'm Don. Until next time, stay fresh, cheese bags. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com/backslashMDavidsonLive. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.